Matthew chapter 6. Okay, let's. I think I will even begin from verse 5. I am teaching you something very short on what Jesus taught me about prayer. What Jesus taught me about prayer. Amen. I want you to know that we are all called to be like Christ. Not to be like the president of Ghana. But to be like Christ. And there's a way Jesus Christ did his things. Especially when it comes to prayer. Because Jesus had a way he prayed. He had a way he lived his life of prayer. And Jesus taught that men ought always pray not to faint. It means that when we stop praying, we start fainting. So the solution to a fainted heart and a fainted life is prayer. Are you with me? And Apostle Paul says, pray without ceasing. You see, there are a certain group of people that pray five times a day. They pray in the morning, they pray around. I don't know how many times within the day they pray. Because when I was in school, when they taught it, I don't even remember it. But they have some times that they pray. Do you see that? So as soon as it is time, they have to go and pray. Now, they have a, a time that they pray. Do you understand? But when we look closely at the Bible, you find out that in the New Testament, we are commanded to always pray. So, even when you say that you have set a certain time of the day to pray, you are not even meeting the full demand of the Bible or the full demand of God concerning prayer. When you say, as for me, I pray at midnight, I wake up at midnight and pray. So, I'm done. I'm, I've prayed. According to the word of God, you are, you are just starting. When you just pray one hour a day, you may think that you pray. But the Bible says that pray always. What does it mean to pray always? It means you, if there is anything you should be found doing, it should be prayer. Are you with me here? But you see, in our generation, prayer is becoming a very strange thing. And a lot of us don't know how to pray. There are Christians that the only time they pray is when they come to church. And the word of God is here for you. Why you only pray when you come to church? There are some people, they wait until it is time for them to eat. The moment they get food, that's when they remember that prayer really exists. So, Amen. The next time they are praying again, the next time they get food again. That is not a good prayer life. Look at what Jesus said. Verse 5. Give us verse 5. Matthew 7 verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. It means that there is a prayer of a hypocrite. A hypocrite in Jesus was not to me. There is the prayer of a hypocrite. And what is the prayer of a hypocrite? Look at it. For a hypocrite loves to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corner of the streets. That's the prayer of a hypocrite. Now, if this is what Jesus is saying, the prayer of a hypocrite, you know that there is a certain group of people. That their prayer is a hypocritical prayer. Because they, somebody can pull out a mat in front and say, ah, you know, I'm praying, I'm praying. Is it not true? Jesus is saying that these people, they love, he said the hypocrite where he was talking to the, about the certain Pharisees and certain people. And he said these people, they love to stand in the synagogues. Now the synagogue was not like our today prayer meeting. The synagogue was big, it was like a, a, a shopping mall. The church was there alright, but they had other things they used to do. Are you with me here? So you can go to the synagogue and the sky is writing. You can go and someone, that's why there were some people who were selling in the temple. People were having other things they were doing. But these particular people, when they come, you know, they stand at a certain place 
And they want everyone to know that they love God and God also loves them. Are you with me here? So there are two things they do. They love, to, they don't pray. They just love to pray in the synagogue. And they love to pray in corners. So you will be going and you find them in a certain corner. Standing there. Oh God, you know what? You remember the prayer of the, the Pharisee. He said, you know, I love you. Unlike this tax collector, I pay my tithe. I give to the poor. That's, that's the prayer of the hypocrite. So you will see them and they will be standing somewhere and they are trying to make people know that they are better Christians than others. Now, Jesus is saying that it is not prayer they love. Rather, to pray so that they can be seen. The corners of the streets. I don't know if there is a corner of the streets. But these guys just love to stand on the roadside. And Kabo is Shakula Katakatukata. When people are finding, hey, and that's what Jesus is saying that these people are hypocrites. Because they love to stand in the corner of the street. So you would have come and seen somebody standing under this light pole. And he's lifting his hands, he has knelt down, he's praying, and you may think this person is very spiritual because you do not do that. And Jesus is saying that it is possible he's doing it so that people will see and think that he serves God and he loves God. I'm teaching on what Jesus taught me about prayer. That, do you see in there? Why do they pray in a snuggle? That they may be seen. It is not praying in the synagogue that is the problem because sometimes you hear people say that, eh, hey, hey, the Bible is even against when we need this way to pray. No, that's not the thing. No. That is not the thing because on the day of Pentecost, they will pray together. Aside that in Acts chapter 4, they pray together. In Acts 16, they pray. They have always been found praying together. It is not the gathering and praying together that is the problem. But this time around, they don't want to pray so God will answer them. They are praying so that men will see them. Are you with me? You are wrong with it. That they may be seen of men. Surely, surely, verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. What is the reward? The reward is that men will see themselves. As for this, is that she can pray. That is the reward. After this woman, she can pray. That is the reward. The reward of, as for this person, she can pray. That is the reward. They have received their reward. As for this man, she can pray. As for this brother, he can pray. And in our generation, we have some people deliberately even fake their voice. So that they can sound in a certain way, so that when you hear them talking, you would think you say, "Yeah, wait a minute." Yeah, yeah, free, uh, yeah, free. Can't I talk that way? Yeah. Yeah, sir. There are some people they only have a, a very deep voice. They are there, but there are some people they intentionally fake their voice so that you think that uh, they, they, they are men of prayer, so they pray that and their voice are small. It's not any prayer that they are praying on. They are rather destroying their words to make it look like they can pray so that when you meet them, you think that, oh, I've met a man of prayer. You have not met a man of prayer. You have met a man of fufu and a bad kind. I can't pray to another person. So some people will give you a certain kind of voice to make it look like, you know, we, we are the ones who can pray. It's a prophetic service. We are the ones who can pray. Oh, you know, we are just coming down from a mountain. We are tired. We are tired. When Jesus came down the mountain, he wasn't tired. He was coming to cast out devils. People come down from the mountain, they go and sleep for two days. <laughs> hey! Verse 6. Verse 6. But that, look at it. He said, there are, do not pray like the hypocrites, for they love to stand in the synagogues, and they love to stand in the corners of the street, 
pray so that they may be seen of men. He said, for they have received their reward. Then he said, but thou. Do you see that? He's saying that do not pray like the hypocrite. You know that there is a prayer of a hypocrite and there is a prayer of a person who wants to get results. But thou, when thou prayest, not if you pray, you will always have to pray. And when the time comes for you to pray, this is what you do. Enter into thy closet. Because one group of people want people to see them pray. They want to have a certain cross in their neck so that you see they say, yeah, this is a, this is a spiritual person. They want to hold a certain rosary. I'm not saying that having a cross in your neck means that it's a bad thing or having a, a rosary. But some people put it on their neck so that when you see them, you see that, okay, this is a prayer man, this is a prayer papa, and a prayer mama. But there's a seat for you here. Yeah, yeah. This seat is not for anyone in this church. It's not for anyone. It is there. Only these three seats are occupied. That seat is not for anyone. You can only sit there. Yeah. Hey, brother, you are not coming. I'm waiting for you. I've promoted you anyway. I've promoted you. May you be promoted in Jesus' name. But that, the hypocrite has a way he prays. He said, but you, in other words, you are not a hypocrite and I know that you do the right thing. When you pray, when the time comes for you to pray, enter into your closet. Why Jesus taught me about prayer is that prayer is a secret. Prayer is not a public spectacle. It's not something you do for people to see and give you rewards and accolades and say, as for this guy, he can pray. He said, prayer is not something that is a public thing. Because when you pray, you do not pray to a man, you pray to God. Therefore, you must understand that firstly, prayer, the true man of prayer, is a man of the secret place. That's why, even when Jesus went to pray with his disciples, he told them, wait for me here and pray. Were they not going to pray to the same God? But when you go to him, he said, wait for me here and pray, because my prayer topic, no man can hear me. I, am I talking to somebody? Listen, there are some prayer topics here. You cannot mention because your neighbor by you may hear him and say, hey, is this what you are praying about? Only God knows that all the money on you, eh, that is left is five cities. And when you want to talk to your father about it, your neighbor say, hey, so I will say, and I will seek out five cities. So, so when you want to bring important things, go into your closet where no one can hear you. So even Jesus himself, Christ said that, I know that if Peter hears about my prayer, Peter may go and say, ah, say yes, you for I am going to my own place. You to be your own place and pray. The lesson there is that Jesus taught me that prayer is not something for show. It is something for results and it must be done in the secret. Am I preaching? Am I teaching you something? If you want to be a man with results, learn how to talk to God in the open. If you want to be a man that has authority, Learn how to talk to God alone. We are tired of having Christians that are Christians only when they are in church. They are Christians only when they meet people. They want people to know that, oh, they too, they can pray. When they get food, as soon as they get, oh, ah, the only time they pray is when they get food. There's other way he sit in the car with them. He said, be more pious than prayer. Am I preaching? I'm not preaching. Oh, somebody should pray. You know, we are about to travel for travel for, for same journey. No, you didn't pray when you were coming from the house. You didn't pray when you were you were you were walking to the roadside. Oh, let's commit this car. So you mean when ah no, not me. That is a costly life. Let me teach you. Let me teach you something. It is costly for you to wait until opportunity comes for you to pray. It is expensive. What if the time comes and you cannot pray? Like some sisters, like oh, somebody has come to pray. He has never, she has never prayed about marriage before. Never. A brother has never prayed about marriage. So the day that he needs a certain tension, that God may be this is the one. 
That's the sense of, you know, let me, let me go and pray. No, when you are a man of prayer, the moment you meet the person, something moves in you. It's not, you don't need to go and pray. You see, for the first day, you know, this is the one. The day John saw Jesus, he didn't pray. No need for prayer. No need. He saw Jesus the day he saw Jesus. He said, he said, behold the Lamb of God. He said, behold the Lamb of God. Are you sure you are not with me? Then they can pray. Said, Let me go and pray. Three months. He's still praying. You are not a man of prayer. If you were to be a man of prayer, eh, then ah, God told, God told um, Samuel, he said, tomorrow by this time, a young man is coming. He's looking for his daughter. Is it true or is it not true? God will always beckon on your heart concerning things that are yet to come. So that nothing surprises you. I've come to a point where things don't surprise A lot of things don't surprise me. 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 Oh, hello, baby. I love you. I want to marry you. Maybe in December. Let me go and pray. You may think that doing that is a sign of spirituality. It's a sign that you are a hypocrite. Isn't it? You want to tell the brother that you know I'm a man of. I'm a man of. So the brother thinks, oh, I'm about to marry a prayer man. No, no, in that day that she prayed, that day she said that it's the last time she ever prayed. Hey, am I talking to somebody? That is the last day she ever prayed. And you cannot in the end, let me, you know, let me go and pray, let me go and see what God has to do. It is true, sometimes those things, they make sense. But if you're a man of prayer, the moment Mary and Martha met, the babies in the womb met. May you not meet your destiny helper and not know the person. May you not. I pray you will become a man and a woman of prayer. Receive an anointing. So Jesus said, what Jesus taught me about prayer is that prayer is a personal thing. Prayer is something which is a work that is done in the closet. The hypocrite does not receive a reward for his prayer because he prays to show people that he can pray. To show people that he, he has a certain kind of voice for prayer. A great one before the Jesus went to the solitary place. And then he prayed. They searched when they didn't find And when they had found him, they were searching. He said, no, I cannot be praying. They will... no, I have to go and hide myself somewhere. And that's what Jesus is teaching us here. That when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door. These are, these are speeches of speech and very important things. He's simply saying that there are some, if you want to be a man of prayer, you must understand that. Prayer must be done again. That is the whole thing. Because what if, if you are living with people in your house? Because when Jesus was saying, he knew that some of them, on any brother and a dad, on any sister and a dad. So what was Jesus going to say? Shut your door. I, if I'm shutting my door, it's my brother not I won't eat here. He simply said that prayer is something that is a matter of the secret place. A man of prayer is a man who understands the power of spending time with God alone. And listen, church, you must make time for God alone. Courage, are you here with me? Are you here with me? Make time for God alone. You and God alone in your room. Put your phone away, play some worship song, and spend time in prayer concerning your life and concerning your destiny. Hey, is that a plane or what? Or is our sound? Plane. Hey. May you fly in the plane. Receive it. In the name of receive it. Now, when you shut your door, pray to your father, which is where? Your father. Where is your father? Where is your father? Where is your father? 
He's a father in the synagogue. He's a father in, 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 on the streets. He said, your father which is in secret. Certain prayers are never answered or made prayed in secret. With a man and a woman on, a man on his knees, alone. Because you see, when we come this way, we are praying, a lot of us will pretend it. Let her, ah, my God, oh my God. But you know that the thing you are praying against is last. And, and if you were to pray in your secret, you would have laid down flat on the guy and said, God, if you don't save me, I'm finished. But because you are coming there, oh, yes, Lord. Ah, yes, my God. Ah. But in secret, be honest with yourself. Lord, you know that, you know that I am a sinner. You know, I don't have to come and lie to you here. In, in a synagogue, I can lie. So, Lord, I need a job. But in the secret, you know that it's not the job that you need. What you need is an anointing. If you have been lying to people that are anointed, but it has been jealous. You have been pretending as if you can see, but you cannot see. But in public, people, Lord, increase my prophetic anointing. But in secret, you yourself know that you were using Facebook details and people's. When, when, I, am, I, am I talking? I'm not talking. In that, it is in secret you go to God and you are honest with him. There's a Lord, you know that I'm not anointed. Though. Even that lady crying, she, she said it to my kids. Oh, because to Jesus, she me and I said, Oh, oh, glory to God. She knew that. Somebody saw that. But I, 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 I knew that she was doing it. The pretense of the results of prayer is too much in our church these days. The pretense. The pretense. From both the, pop, the, the pulpit, the pew, everyone is pretending they said it. When we meet like this, we pray for revival, but we never pray for revival in our closet. You will carry power if you spend time in secret with your father. Your life will never be the same again if you spend time with these days, because we, are, we look like we are all busy, so nobody spends time with God. And do you know what we do? We wait until it is like 21 days and so, oh, no, this month I'm doing some three days, I will spend. So the whole month, you give God only three days. It's a serious thing. And we think we are serious. We are not. The whole month, you give God three days. You gave Him first seven days of the week. Then the rest, you went and, and, and chilled with Lucifer. Then when it's first three months of the month again, today is first June. He said, oh, let me, let me, eh, Father, now we are back, we, we are back again. Then God will say, this is your life, you are back. No, that is not, that is not how to be a man of prayer. A man of prayer is constantly looking for an opportunity to be with God alone. He sit, I said, listen, when Jesus was saying, he didn't say just be in your room. No, not you. You are in the taxi. You are praying your head, Lord. As I go, oh Lord, as I go to work today, let doors be open. It's not when you are in the taxi, you are open your Oh Lord, now as I am going now. Yes, Lord. Uh, the, the people by you will be like, ah, what, what is going on here? <laughs> no, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Are you with me here? The one that. You are sitting in the taxi. You are in the Pragya. And you are going to work. And you are praying in bed. Lord, I pray for my mother. Lord, I pray for my brother. Say, your father, which is in secret, he can read your mind. Your father, if you say three, is it twenty? Twenty. Unto him is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. It's about all you could ask or think. So even while you think, he can read your mind and know. He said, Your father, which is in secret. Our father is in secret. That is why a lot of people do not find him. They do not find him because they are looking for him in the synagogue, but he's not there. They are looking for him in the streets, but he's not there. They are looking for him in the supermarket, but he's not there. Because he simply said, my son, if you can make some time with me, I will speak to you. He said, man of God, you know I'm a teacher. Yeah, I know you're a teacher. Don't you want to break time? 
As soon as it's break time, what do you do? You are going to your watch it. KK joint. KK joint. When you could just say, oh, it's break time, let me just isolate myself, go and sit somewhere. Just, just be alone and be pressing your phone. You may think that you are listening to songs, but you are just sitting there and you are just blasting the tongues silently somewhere. And you are not doing it because you want somebody to see you and say, ah, this is something, mommy. This, is, uh, this, this guy can pray. This lady can pray. Father which is in secret. Look at it. And your father which is in secret shall reward thee. Where? Where? But when you pray the hypocrite kind of prayer, you will receive your reward from men. But when you pray the secret kind of prayer, your father now brings the prayer. You see, some of you are about to receive a testimony that everyone will be aware of. Am I talking to somebody? You are about to, you see, you are praying in secret and we are not aware. Hey! A miracle is about to break forth. Look at it. Your father, which is in secret, shall reward you openly. Listen, men of prayer, you will not be a true man of prayer in secret and not have a reward for you. My God. They say, oh, 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 if you pray, and God knows the heart, he rewards you in the heart. He doesn't do that. He rewards openly. One day, you know, David is a man of prayer. One day, David was in the wilderness. Say that for me. David was in the wilderness, and God sent an angel to his house in the name of Samuel. And you know what happened? Samuel came and said, God has sent me to anoint your son to be king over Israel. And you know what happened? He said, bring your sons. Eliab came. He said, no. Abinadab came, he said no. Shammah came, he said no. Satish all your sons. He said, bring the rest. Not all sons. He said no. He said, ah, these all your sons. He said, ah, these are all. But there is another one. But that one, you know, he's, he's, he's the youngest. And he has some kind of hair beard. He's looking like a free or something. He's an albino, a free. Free do you know what Samuel said? He said, go and fetch him. That's the, the King James He said, go and fetch him. Give us first Samuel 16. Verse 7 down. He said, until he comes, we are not sitting. I am, a, I am God's ordained prophet. Everyone stand up. Now, as you are standing, oh, you there, you can say, as you are standing this way, imagine yourself standing until somebody comes all the way from China walking. Likukuka tukataya. Give us the verse, verse 8 or verse 9. Give us verse 9. Send for him. Shama. Next verse. That's Shama. Ah, take us forward. These are the stories. There remained yet the youngest. There remained there what? The youngest. But the youngest knew how to pray. The eldest had. Sometimes even pastors say, some people, all they have is their stature and they're using their stature to deceive people as if they have anointing. They don't have Azantua. With a certain kind of voice to make you feel like you know, man with voice is a man with oil. So if I can talk in a certain way, that's why you know that Charlie Beto, I'm there. He said, and they remain it yet, yet. The youngest, and behold, he keep at the sheep, and Samuel said to him, send and fetch him. You know fetch. It means I send an entourage. You're welcome. Send an entourage. And let them literally carry him and drag him here. If you have a car, send a car. If you have a motorbike, send a motorbike. So in today's time, it would have been a motorcade. 
a long cruiser with police in front of He said, send He said, for we will not sit down till you come here. A man of prayer, he is rewarded openly. A man of prayer. Look at it there. For we will not sit down till he comes with us. I am looking for men. Listen. Your physical reality is a product of your prayer life. Your, 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 sit down again. Your life is a product of how well you pray. Look, the Bible said that, that said that the soul that sins will die. And is it true or is it not true? Is it true or is it not true? Yeah. The same Bible says that when you pray sick, your father will reward you openly. In other words, when you learn how to spend time with God alone, he will give you physical evidences that others will see and, and know that you have been with God. That is what he said. Give us back our verse. He will give you evidences that when you appear, people see you and they see that. No, this is the kingdom of God. This cannot be man. This cannot be a man. Your family will see you and know that. No, no, this can only be God. A man of prayer will be rewarded publicly. Look at it. And your father, which is in secret, your father. Which seer in secret shall reward thee? Where? Shall reward thee where? So Jesus taught me that if I spend time, if I can touch the heart of God in the secret, He will show me His glory in the public. It's a good thing to clap. I don't know your life because this is a public service. And I didn't come to live to pray. I came to give you a word from God. I look at my life and I see that my life is what I prayed about. Sometimes I wish I could pray more. I could have told God that, uh, God, you know, you know how you just said, have you ever prayed and said, God, I need money before? How many people have prayed that kind of prayer? Oh, am I the only human being here who has ever prayed that he needs money? That's a very bad prayer. And did God answer you or not? One way or the other, you have some five cities, some seven cities, some ten cities. Is it true or is it not true? Am I preaching or not preaching? Am I preaching or not preaching? You say, oh God, now what you come on, Scott. You want to be a scout. You want to be a scout. One month by any year. If you have said that God this week, I need 4,000 cities, he would have answered it. He would have answered it. I look at my life and I'm like, ah, God, I should have asked for something better than what I asked for. Oh, yes. I could have asked for more. But I felt like maybe this one, Christ, you won't do it. So let me just, let me just take my time. <laughs> no, I'm a human being just like you. I am a human being just like you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when we are praying, we, we try to consider God. We are like, yeah, we have problems, though, so don't do that. Me too, problems. Let me reduce your problems. God, you know, you have more problems. So let, let me just reduce your problems. You are giving plenty of people money, so you just consider, give me 200, I'll manage. I, you know, I, don't, I will just I'll manage 200 Ghana. My life is how much I have paid. I wish I could pray more. I wish I could tell God more. I wish I could share more with God. I would have had more. God, look at it there. The Bible says, Forever, O oh Lord, O oh Lord, your way is settled in heaven. He said, he said, he said, just, he said just as the rain comes down, waters the ground, and, and, and all these trees they grow and they produce. So he says, So shall my word be. Shall not return unto me void. Look at the word. He said, My word shall not return unto me void. And 
the word of God says that when I pray in secret, God answers me from heaven. When I pray in secret, if I can spend one hour with God alone, because we all know that if I ask you to pray right now, some of you may not even pour your heart. Because we will just pray for five minutes. You can pour your heart in five minutes. And besides, when we have been praying, I choose the prayer topics. It's not. But sometimes we could be praying about this, but you know that, Charlie, that is not you what you want to pray about. Is it true? It's not true. That is why here we just guide you on how to pray. You rather go home and that's why you pray. That's why you'll be in church for about two hours or four hours within a week. And the rest of the time, where are you? You are in the house, you are at home. Because that's where life is lived, it's not lived here. So if you think that your life is revolving around Sunday prayer and, and then Wednesday prayer and Friday church prayer, then you are missing a lot in your Christian life. Because you spend only two hours in church. Am I talking to you? I'm not talking to you. So you cannot say that your prayer life is limited, limited to only when you are in church. It cannot be the case. And that is why we do not have enough results because we have limited our prayer life to only when we are in church. The funny part of it is that church prayer is public prayer. So there's no reward. Church prayer is public prayer. So Jesus has taught me that my Heavenly Father will reward me when I pray in secret and public. Lift your hand and begin to pray that Lord have mercy. God is so good to God. Have mercy on me, Lord. I didn't know how to pray, but now you are teaching me how to pray. You have shown me that when I pray in private, you will reward me in public. Lord, grant me grace to spend time with you alone from this very day onwards. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I'm unable to have more time with you in prayer. Lord, help me. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, help me to pray. Lord, help me to pray. Zuzuzukata and Diliata Grikoska Valika and Delekapa Mandilokotoskata Amen. Another thing Jesus taught me about prayer is listening. Again, he says, but when you pray, I'm teaching on what Jesus taught me about prayer. Again, but when you pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do. I'm about to you vain repetition. Vain repetition refers to continuously mentioning the same thing without context. It's not, it's not tongue speaking. You want money? Eh? Money, 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 Lord, money, 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 what has money done? No, that's not prayer. What has money done? Because you're talking to somebody. This time, you are just rhyming something that will make you feel fine. That's why I'm telling you, if you could pray well, you would have had a very powerful line of prayer. In the book of James, he talks about the fact that he said, you do not have because you do not pray well. You pray amiss. Look at it. Vain repetition as the hidden do. Because do you know the hidden? Unbelievers. They have a way to pray. They recite the same thing over and over again. 
Even listen, to recite the Lord's prayer over and over again is not prayer. It's vain repetition. To also repeat, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm sure by the demons in your Jesus, Jesus, the demons are dancing. The demons are dancing. Very repetition. Power, 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 dancer. Power should do what? Are you talking about? VRA power or ECT power. Which one? Power. Which of the power? Because we don't know where we are talking about the fact that the witch in your house will receive power. Vain repetition is, is praying without context. Praying without context. Power, power, power. Lord, give me power. That one is prayer. But power, power, power. A power, a power, a power, a power, a power, a power. Say it after me. Power, 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 ECG, power, ECG, power, ECG, power. Man power. Man power. A power. Jesus is in heaven. He's looking at you with some eye. He's looking at you in his life. That is not prayer, church. You may think that is prayer, but it's not prayer. It is not prayer. It is vain repetition. It means that you are repeating useless, you are saying useless things that will not produce any result. Look at that. As the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their what? For their what? Much speaking. They shall be heard. They, they think that way. You know, when I repeat it more, that's when God will know that I'm serious. And when I keep saying power thousand times, power, 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 now, power, 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 power. And the demons in your house are like power, 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 power. The demons are dancing, power. The demons are dancing. They are like, wow, we are receiving power. Demons are rather, you are rather, because you, you don't know who you are praying for. That's not prayer. If I, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I come to your, 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 your store, eh, you have a, a supermarket. Receive it now. And I come to your supermarket. Eh, and I come to say, bread, 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 bread. What would you say? Mad man. Bread, 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 bread. You may even ask, bread, how much? Because we are fighting in 10, 15, 20 cities. Bread, bread, bread. A bread, a bread. Bread, bread, bread. Corn bread and a bread. Corn bread and I would eat The bread, bread, bread. Every bread be bread, 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 bread. Every bread be bread. And we call this Look at it there. Vain repetitions. But when I come and say, oh, Good morning, please, I need bread. Say, oh, I need butter bread. Send it to That is more communicable. It is, it is, it is, we are able to communicate and interact. Am I talking to you? I'm not talking to you. Vain repetition. So Jesus taught me to be concise. And precise and know what I want and say it well. Simply put, Jesus taught me not to use vain repetitions. Jesus said that, Michael, when you pray, do not use vain repetitions. Don't waste your time. When you do that, you, you, the only thing you get is you lose your voice. You don't get anything. There is no reward. There's nothing. Well, you may say that, okay, but God knows my heart. Yeah, God knows your heart. But the same God has said, do not use vain repetition. So when you use, you have contradicted him. It's not true. So he doesn't answer. I'll teach you something. In a very short time. Verse 8. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth that, your father knoweth what things ye have need of. Before you ask him, ah, Jesus, why are you confusing us? Are you not the one saying that we should not use vain repetition? 
But if our father knows what we know before we ask him, if I use David, so what is wrong with it? That is why I'm talking about it. You said that okay, our father knows before we are. So if, if like James, if you already know I'm coming to buy bread, seven cities. Uh, why do you have to say that I have to say it first? Because listen, faith is accurate. As we are all here, somebody is believing God for a child, another is believing God for marriage, another is believing God for healing, another is believing God for open doors, one is believing God for protection. So faith is precise. So he said, with the same meat that ye measure, the same measure that you, you are able to measure, it is the same measure you are giving back to him. So if your faith, prayer is based on faith, that's why God will not just give you because you think that he already knows what you want. He still wants you to be precise because when you are precise, Lord, I need this. It is actually a proof of your faith indeed when you are precise with regards to what you want. That is why he will not give it to you even though he knows that that is what you are trying to communicate but he wants you to be so that when it comes, you will have more faith in him because you pray to God to give you a thousand cities and he gave you a thousand. So that you know that it is not just because you went and worked, but because you prayed. So that when the response comes, you, you know that it was through prayer and faith that I had it. You say, your father knows what you already have in your heart, but still do not use the revelation. Now, what did Jesus teach me? He also taught me something very important. Verse 9. After this man are therefore praying. After this man. Our Father which is in heaven. Now, this prayer is an outline of a balanced Christian life. It is not just a prayer, it's a Christian living. I think I've taught on the Lord's Prayer before. This is not just a prayer, it's a way of life. Because this scripture is telling me that I have a father who is in Is it true? It's not true. And Lord be thy name. You must, so in prayer, I must know who I'm praying to. I'm praying to my father who is in heaven. Again, our Lord be thy name, I must give thanks. I must give thanks because the scripture says that enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So if I'm coming to a king and coming to my father, I should be able to give thanks for what he did for me yesterday. I should be able, I'm praying that Lord anoint I should be able to pray that Lord, I want to thank you that you have anointed me, but I want more. But firstly, if I'm not grateful for what you have given me, how, how so am I that he's going to give me next? Because even the one he gave to me, I was not grateful for it. When I asked him for two and he gave me two, I didn't thank him. Now I'm coming for ten. So Jesus is saying that you know who you are praying to. Now therefore, do not just go asking, go thanking. Are you with me here? In prayer, Jesus is saying we should not just go asking, we should go thanking first. A thankful heart will be, will be full. If you are thankful, you have more. I was not have more. A lot of people are not thankful. They are grateful, but they are not thankful. To be grateful is, is, is just to know in your heart that oh, somebody has been good to you. It's, in, it's something in the heart. To be thankful is to express your gratitude. Thankfulness is an expression of what is in your heart. It's an expression of what is in your heart. Are you with me, Abraham? I want us to just base just a very short part on thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Maybe next week I will teach you on it. I'll continue on it. How will you come next week? Or you will not come? Next week you are having the same thing. Why? She, she won't come. You say you won't come. Thy kingdom come. 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Church, listen. Church, listen. Not everything you see here is in heaven. Not everything you see in your life is in heaven. The stomach ulcer is not in heaven. The eye problems are not in heaven. Now notice that he's teaching people who have God as their father. Hey church, I came to preach to you that God can be your father and you will still fail. God can be your father and you still lack common school fees to pay. God can be your father and you still be having dreams and demons to be molesting you. God can be your father and Satan will still take advantage over your life. God can be your father and witches will take your marriage away from you. God can be your father and you still be bad. Because look at it. He's talking to people. He said, you know that God is your father, but there is a problem. Thy kingdom come. means it has not come. Thy will be done on earth. He's teaching them when you pray. When you go back, it's not there. Give me, take me back. Okay, I think it's the book of Mark. Yeah, Mark. Take me, you take me back to it. Mark rather says when you pray. When you pray. He's teaching them that so today when we pray, we should pray that his kingdom will come. What do we do when we are saying God's kingdom should come? In other words, you see, Satan has a kingdom. And we have all kinds of kingdoms on earth. Nanago has a kingdom. His kingdom is a kingdom of inflation and problems. That is somebody's kingdom. I cannot live my life on another man's kingdom that is a, is, is, has failed. We have kings and, and leaders in, in this region. They have failed us. They have tried though because I know that Nanaku didn't want a bad name but he has gotten it anyway. Do you think there is only one here who, who wants a bad name as a leader? But he has tried, didn't work. So do you want to live your life under the kingdom of another man? Which is already affecting how much you pay to come to church. Is this true? It's not true. Somebody's failing kingdom is affecting the way you live your life. This is why Jesus says, when you pray, now therefore pray, that Father, let your kingdom come so that your kingdom will override every other kingdom and your kingdom will overcome Ah, I don't know if I'm, I came to talk to somebody tonight. Listen, the kingdom of God does not respect doctor's report. Because in heaven, Mary is not in heaven with Thomas Osa. Ah, am I talking to somebody here? Peter is not blind in heaven with eye problems. It is on earth. Therefore, the will of God, one time, they were asking, them, should we divorce? So they said, in the beginning, it was not so. When God created Adam and Eve, they were not poor. Therefore, that is not the will of God. Poverty is not God's will for your life. Adam and Eve were not sick. Listen, you have to accept this. If another pastor accepts poverty as his gift from God, God bless his heart. Because the Bible says the rich man's, it said the poor man's wisdom is despised. In other words, when you are poor, your voice is never heard. Am I talking to your children? Am I talking to your children? You think if we have buses to bus people to say, you think this will be our problem? Listen, somebody asked me, what is money? I said, money. He said, what is money? That was the question. I said, money is a tool for advancing an agenda. Money. If you never understand this thing, you will never understand what money is. You will think that, look, Money is so powerful that when Jesus was comparing God, he didn't compare God with Lucifer. Do you know what Jesus compared God with? 
Jesus compared God with money. He said, you cannot serve God and money at the same time. Money is more stronger than the devil. So Jesus said, I, I don't know people who serve the devil, but I know that people, this is somebody who is coming from heaven. And when he looks down, he says that all of us are serving money or we are serving God. So he said, you cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is not the devil. Mammon is money. And nowhere else again did he talk about serving God or serving the devil. He said, money. You can just be a normal Christian in all your life you are serving Do you know what it means? It means that you have come to a point when you have literally misunderstood the concept that money is to your advantage. So it rather rules over your life through poverty. Lack and want makes you a servant of money. That is why it will be on a Sunday, come to church, say, Pastor, you know, I have to go and open the shop because, you know, I'm expecting it is, it is, if you had more than enough, eh, you would have, no matter your company, you would close it down and say, it is Sunday, we are going to serve God. It is because on Monday, your firstborn son is supposed to pay 7,000 cities for admission. And now you have gotten 3,000, you need 4,000. Secondly, the shop must close it. It is luck. That makes you save. It's saving is not going to take sack a while. It is when you, you I'm trying to explain a very difficult concept to you. It looks like a church is not getting it. This is deep, right? Is this deep? It is deep. Never allow anyone to give it to you or put it to you that poverty is a blessing. It is a case. It is actually poverty that makes you a slave of money. Rich people do not sleep and think about their money. It is poor people who, look, rich people don't even know how much they have. It's poor people who always know. We know that my money is not like one mistake out of cities and 70 pesos. So as soon as you take two cities like today, you will take five cities from it. As soon as you take your five cities from it, you know that my moon is now at 145 cities, 70 percent. You take seven cities from it, the money is gone. The money is gone. So, it's in every way you are taking Lord of you are calculating. You are becoming, you are saving money. Your mind has become a calculator. I reject somebody lift up your I reject poverty. But look, that is one of the prayers we are going to pray tonight. You don't know what can happen. Because listen, listen, listen. He said, Thy kingdom come. They said inflation. Yeah, I know there is inflation. But Lord, your kingdom come. There's no inflation in heaven. There is gold as carpet. The carpet is gold. Lord, just give me a portion of that gold on it. Is it a good thing or is it not a good thing? There's gold, there's money, there's jumper on the streets of the streets of heaven. There's gold on the street. Lord, give me a portion of the diamond that I will spend in heaven. I want to have a portion. Just give me comb, comb, comb of the gold. Give me a comb. What I took problem with me, Is that the silver is mine? The gold is mine. Okay, Father. If the silver is yours and the gold is mine, it's yours. Your kingdom. Usually when we are praying, we are praying that, oh, let's bind devils because that's when we are letting the kingdom come. But when we are walking in wealth, the kingdom is coming because in the kingdom, there is no poverty. When we are walking, sit down for me in a few minutes. When we are walking in health, the kingdom has come. Why am I teaching this? Because I know that sometimes some of you also have health congregations. I know that some of you have, until we teach it well for you to understand, you will never catch the mystery. So we have to keep hammering on it. There are two things. In the old sound, the same thing. Health and wealth. Health and wealth. I think you just have to change one letter or it's not. 
And these are the two greatest problems that we all face. Said thy kingdom. So how do I bring the kingdom down? When I pray for impossible situations to happen in my life. They said, oh, things are hard in Ghana. You can never build. You can't. He, said, he said, no, I serve a God that has, a, a, he doesn't have a bank account. He owns the bank and giving free loans out to those who ask of him. Father, give me some loan. When I'm praying that God should do impossible things in my life, I am bringing the kingdom here because the Bible says with men, this is impossible with God. All things are possible. When Jesus was praying for the man who could not walk, do you know what he was giving him? He was giving him legs from heaven. When he was praying for somebody who had no eyes, he was giving him eyes from heaven. I want to ask you a question. If you have no legs and you die and go to heaven, Will you have no legs in That's a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm explaining the scripture. If you have no legs and you die and go to heaven, will you have no legs? Will you have no legs? No. Is it true or is it not true? Therefore, when we are bringing the kingdom down, we are saying, Lord, I know you give me legs in heaven, but I want them. That is where miracle money is in place. That's where healings take place. The healing that takes place, we are just simply drawing from the healing anointing that is already in heaven. The restoration that Christ has promised is a promise. But we are just tapping into the promise in heaven where there shall be no more sorrow and there shall be no more cares. When we are releasing a blessing of people, we are blessing them. We are drawing from heaven where there is no more cares. And we are countering with a curse. So you can be walking in this life eh, and you are truly cursed. With curses all over you. Then suddenly, we are praying that Lord, let a blessing that will counter curses. So I think it should be another prayer that we should pray. A blessing that counters curses. Now when that blessing, do you know what is happening? Because the Bible says in the book of Revelation that 22, that there will be no more curses. So when that, when we say, let a blessing that will counter curses over my life, do you know what we are doing? Your kingdom come. Your will be done. When you are dead, 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 when you are dead. Listen to me, church. We can have more if we know how to pray. Lord, give me a portion of my houses in heaven. My mansions in heaven. You say you are in my father's house, there are many mansions. Do you know a mansion? A mansion is a combination of houses. Do you see that? Uh-huh. When you have like 20 bedroom house, that's not a house again, it's a mansion. With about two halls or three halls. Some of them have five halls. So Lord, you just, if I have five halls in my house in heaven, just give me one of them with a hall and turn it and bow. <laughs> Kitchen. And, and a mansion usually has like 20 something toilets and baths. You see, usually in a mansion, about 50 people can live in a mansion. So when I'm praying, let your will be done on earth as it is. Is it not in the Bible? The key thing is as it means that the mansion is in my. Ah! This is what I want not before. Look at it as it is 
in where? As it is in where? If I wouldn't be sick in heaven, I don't want to be sick here. Because Jesus has given me how to pray about it. As it is. If I have mansions in heaven, then Lord, you just give me two bedrooms. I will manage. You know, I, I'll just be seventy years. I, I, I can manage three bedrooms. I'm talking to people who know that in your house, nobody goes. And you, so you look at your life like, will I be able to build? You are, you are the one I came to preach to tonight that you have a mansion in heaven and it's time for you to draw from the mansion. Take three bedrooms from it. <laughs> Who wants a two bedroom from his mansion? Then build your feet. And this is a prophetic service. A two bedroom from the mansion in heaven. Kali Kata. My God. Zaliko Tuka and Dela Katan. Treasures in heaven. I have treasures in heaven. Let me draw from some few treasures. It's time to pray that Lord, let your kingdom come. Your will be done. I don't know what you're asking for. Gulu Katan. Zanti Katan. Ibanti Katan. Lebanti Katan. Your mansions in heaven. In other words, a building anointing. The anointing to build. That's the prayer. The anointing to build. The anointing to build. The anointing to build. Lord, three bedrooms of my mansions.